All right, so let's talk about something called Project Incutel, okay? And the question is, right off the bat, what the hell is Incutel? Because it's certainly not something that people have heard about, at least not in the, in the mainstream media, or at least not within the, uh, the mainstream of the, the, the conspiracy realm, if you will. So we, we tend to knowingly, or sorry, unknowingly, or neglectfully expose a lot of our personal data on the internet. And oftentimes it's not our fault, right? Social networks and digital applications marketed as a utility or a, a source of entertainment can also be used for mining data and giving corporations incredible insight into our personal lives. I mean, it's something that's being discussed about more so now than ever before, particularly uh, with the the elections that uh, the election that's coming up, as well as the the past the uh, pres- presidential election. Now, the data is then analyzed and stored to develop a profile that decides the best way to target us with advertisements. So look, that's not so surprising anymore. Okay, we've become keen on recognizing these marketing techniques and we've come to expect them. It becomes unsettling though when the CIA has a role in this game and they fund or seed startups to develop technology to mine data for their own agenda. Now that's when it gets scary and there's much more to it. Now, this is nothing new, but not many people are aware of the CIA's venture capital arm. In Incutel, which has backed some of Silicon Valley's most prevalent advents, influencing widely used Google apps and possibly even Facebook. So, we then have to ask, what is Incutel and what are the layers of it and should we be concerned So in the early 2000s, the development of Google Earth made geospatial technology an exciting prospect in the tech world. Unsurprisingly, this technology was controversial and it was banned in some countries due to national security concerns and privacy issues. But what is also unsurprising is that it was originally developed by a startup that was funded by Incutel called Keyhole Earth Viewer. And so the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, or NGA, was cultivated out of this new technology as a parallel branch to the NSA that focuses on exploiting and analyzing geographical information and activity. So Incutel's budget started off at $28 million in its first year, and it's kind of been hazy ever since. And so... After September 11, 2001, the government's black budget for intelligence agencies increased dramatically, rightfully so, with the CIA then receiving about $14.7 billion, particularly for Incutel's budget. Okay, and Incutel can access this money without having to fully disclose its spending. And that's another reason why the money that gets allocated specifically to Incutel is very fuzzy. It's very hard to find it, right? This, the same techniques that money launderers and, and crime lords and people like that use, offshore banking and all those kinds of things, are the same methods that the CIA uses. Don't kid yourself. It, it's very similar. 
And at the same time, InQtel, ironically, doesn't participate in requests for comments or interviews or anything PR or media related. <laughs> so, since its inception in 1999, it continues to fund startups in the tech world, ranging from skincare lines to drone technology. But most of much of its investment goes into something called data mining or data mining. And what data mining is, is that these tools collect, store, and analyze data to create profiles on groups, individuals, and events that are of interest to that particular agency that's funding it. So in this case, the CIA. Now, often these programs mine platforms like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to monitor activist protests, in influential decision makers within those protesting groups and all that sort of like Antifa or Black Lives Matter or the, the far-right groups, and, and, and so forth. Now, one day, these algorithms surveil our personal data and activity, and then the next, they're being sold to corporations for advertising. Now, here's the thing about InQtel in particular. This is not surprising to anyone. Look, it's 2020. If you don't know by now, if you don't have a, at least a general concept or idea of, not data mining, because that's a little bit more particular, but if you don't have a general idea that companies like Facebook or Google or Apple, Apple might be a bit different, but you get the point, or Amazon, for that matter, are taking your data, so your purchase history, your download history, your everything that you like, everything that you repost, everything that you post, taking all that. As a, as a matter of fact, even getting to the point where they're checking to see what time of the day you typically log on. And so what they do is they kind of create a pattern, a sort of graph. And they take all that and then they sell it. Or they th what they then do is if they don't sell it, they keep it for much more deeper reasons. And... It begs the question, when they don't sell this type of information, what do they then do with it? And there have been a number of proposals or theories that, with some factual evidence, have been able to support what they're doing. And this might sound a little crazy, but in a lot of cases, when they're not selling the data, what groups like InQtel, more so than the commercial side or the private side of things, but what government agencies or sub-agencies like InQtel are doing is they're keeping that data that they didn't sell and they're using it to create an overall human reaction pattern. And so the question then is, what is a human reaction pattern? A human reaction pattern through mass amounts of volume and data mining is able to discover or extrapolate or interpret a general response on what the rest of the world, or at least the people in the West, are going to respond to major current events. So, for example, if there is a false flag operation, or if there is a an operation that is pre-planned, if you will, or is planned to have a certain result, whether or not there's coordination with the opponent within that particular battle, they already, through the use of data mining, because we expose so much of ourselves on the internet, they already can predict how the rest of the world, or at, least, at the very least, how the Western world is going to react, whether that is the media, whether that is 
the, the, the general population, whether that is people within particular industries, for example, like Wall Street. This is something that is insane. And it's insane for the simple fact that they are essentially creating one big human response system. And yes, they might not be right 100% of the time, but it's getting to the point where they're going to be right most of the time. Sources have said that they're going to be correct anywhere from 70 to 80% of the time. That's all you really need, because if you're wrong 20, 30% of the time, so what? Big whoop. Right? So, InQtel is headed by someone named Gilman Louie, who was a former video game designer, who then turned venture capitalist. So, some have made note of Louie's connections with board members of the venture, venture capital firms that gave Facebook the funding to become the social media juggernaut that it is today. And so one connection is with James Breyer, a partner and board member of Excel, the company that invested $12.7 million in Facebook's Series A funding. So Louis and Breyer sat together on the board of military defense contractors, BBN, known for essentially helping to create e the email and the internet. And then Facebook's second round of funding came from a company called Greylock Venture Capital, headed by Howard Cox, who also sat on InQtel's board. So do you see the connection here, folks? And what I'm trying to get at here is the major platforms, whether overtly or otherwise, are controlled or at the very least heavily overseen by the CIA. Don't kid yourself. The internet used to be a free thing at one point in time. I'd probably say the early to mid-2000s. But then once 20... I'd say once 2010 hit, that's when things started to go a little bit... Ooh, like... I, I don't know, right? So another interesting connection that has been made with Louie is his role with Niantic, the mobile gaming company that created Pokemon Go. If you remember Pokemon Go a few years ago, the way that that worked was... You had the app, and you used the camera to then look for Pokemons, but you'd literally walk through the street or your house or wherever, and it would use, it would place through the screen different Pokemons throughout the, wherever you are, your environment, essentially, and you'd have to go and try and find them and capture them. And I know it sounds like a silly game, but it's a great tool for data mining. So Louis was added to the board of the company for his strategic insight in both gaming and venture capital investment. Now, the augmented reality technology for Pokemon Go was also a product of Keyhole Inc., which is the InQtel-funded startup that then became Google Earth, which is, again, very interesting. Now, users of the game are required to allow the program to access personal data ranging from geolocation services to camera access, and it even has the capability to remotely read, modify, or delete files on a user's phone. The program can track where users are, where, where they've been, what they look like, and a multitude of personal information that could be used to create profiles and spy on individuals. This then begs the question, is this a beta test for a larger CIA-sponsored program? Okay, now... We then have to ask the, probably the final but most prevalent and pressing question, which is, what is InQtel investing in? And this is where it gets extremely interesting. 
So, while this may not seem overly paranoid, it falls in line with other InQtel investments. So, Data Miner is one such blatantly named startup that uses Twitter data to spot trends that can be used to benefit law enforcement, ostensibly monitoring for terrorist threats. But what else can this data be used for, and what are the ethical concerns with the profiles that are being built with this type of information? So Edward Snowden's expose, when he did all that back in 2013, showed the NSA's ability to use metadata to paint a very intrusive image of innocent civilians. This technology could be easily manipulated with a deluge of false tweets sent to intentionally cause a panic, considering the tweets aren't verified. And so an attack of this nature could be carried out by hackers or even the government itself in a false flag operation. Now, this is where it also gets very interesting because not only could this type of strategy and planning be used for false flag operations, but it can also be used to stage, and I know it's going to sound crazy, to stage extraterrestrial invaded, uh, invading events, sort of like how Project Bluebeam was, or, how the, the, or the concept of Project Bluebeam. And I know that that might be a bit of a far stretch. You might say, okay, how are you connecting InQtel with something like Project Bluebeam? Well, it's very simple. In today's day and age of modern technology, Every little thing from TikTok to Pokemon Go to these types of games are data mining. So when you take that data from whether it's social media or the games and you then extrapolate it, and like I said before, the data that is not sold, arguably the most important data, is then put into a human response sort of software or program. And that human response program, that software that could predict how the, the public or certain parts of the public will react will then tell them how to alter and modify things like Project Blue Book, or Bluebeam, sorry. Right, so, InQtel, uh, other companies in InQtel have invested in that monitor and analyze, they've invested in companies that monitor and analyze social media data, including Geophedia, Pathar, and Transvoyant. But one of the more invasive projects Palantir, which, which is called, is extremely disturbing because Palantir in The Lord of the Rings is an omniscient sort of crystal ball that can see anything, anywhere, including into the past and future. The company was created by Peter Thiel, co-founder of PayPal and former board member of Facebook with other InQtel venture capitalists. And so Palantir created a system much like the premise of the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise, where law enforcement can predict crime before it happens. And it has been touted for its success in military applications and is being implemented in law enforcement with predictive policing efforts. All right, and so... The pre-science of Tom Cruise's dystopian police state is very uncanny, to say the least. And some believe this already to be a factor in the recent disparities in police shootings and as an instigating force in growing police militarization. And 
I hate to bring up current politics, but I mean, we sort of see that right now in a lot of ways. And I'm not trying to take a political side in that perspective. I'm just saying whether it's the, the left or the right or the far left or the far right, there are stark similarities. I mean, we can't deny that ultimately. To, there's stark similarities to the movie and the film Minority Report or as well as similarities to what these programs are doing. So again, I, it may seem like InQtel is something very, it's just a simple data mining program, but it really isn't. It extrapolates way beyond that because technology, and I know this is going to sound cheesy, but because it's become so ingrained in our lives, whether it's a game, whether it's something very serious, whether it's your email, every single thing is data mined. Everything. Every single thing. Now, you can then argue, okay, what about the people at the very top, the elite, the rich, the government elites, the powerful? Why do they, shouldn't they care? Because their data will also be mined as well. You know what? They don't care if their own data is mined because they, to them, they're a small group relative to the rest of the world. And that is what keeps this sort of group so powerful and so, inclu not inclusive, but I, I guess you could say so inclusive, if you will, because when you, you, when you have 1% of the world owning whatever, the vast majority of the rest of the world's wealth, they don't care if their own data is mined. Because all the secret stuff they do, they're not, if, unless they're stupid, they're not going to do it the traditional way that us people, the, the rest of the world do. Okay? So, InQtel's business model made it highly successful in a number of ways. And so, it has essentially become an indicator of success in the venture capital world with every $1 of investment from InQtel drawing more than $9 from private investors. That is insane. Think about the return. For every $1, you get 9 back. That is insane. That's nuts. That's a 900% return, essentially. So if InQtel decides it likes a startup's idea, its investment will draw significant attention from other venture capitalists, letting the private sector fund technology that benefits the CIA's clandestine programs. And so InQtel may very well be the doorway that leads to the extrapolation of human responses and prediction of human responses. And the problem with this is that when you have a situation or you have a state that is governed by a program, in the case of, I'm relating this to Minority Report, where they can predict crime before it happens, how do you know that that particular program that is doing so is always correct? And that's the premise of the movie Minority Report, because in Minority Report, what they talk about, the whole concept of it essentially, is that this program, these psychics, because in the, in the film it's not a program, it's psychics, real people, that are predicting the future are never wrong. And quick spoiler alert here, but... What ends up happening is that Tom Cruise ends up finding out, his character finds out that these predictions are not always correct. In some cases, they are incorrect, which is insane. And it's insane because InQtel is doing exactly that in such a subtle way. And you see and how the, the CIA is able to bring together the best minds of both the private sector and the public sector to be able to do these types of things. And this is just a small step to being able to bring things like Project Blue Beam to life. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's true.
this is a very small step, but is it is a step in the direction of the the people that want to fake or create hyster hysteria. Right? And there's people that argue that about the, the about COVID, but I'm not gonna jump into that. I'm talking more about a, a literal invasion of sorts, whether that's instilling fear through extraterrestrials or whatever the case. So InQtel also only answers to the CIA instead of traditional investors, despite the CIA's funding coming from taxpayer dollars. It is considered a nonprofit that is unconcerned with monetary earnings, but rather tech capital. Again, easy to do when you don't have to answer to investors, right? <laughs> so a, a contract with the CIA is now like gold for tech startups looking for seed funding, given the success, influence, and amount of money that InQtel has, and, cons and given how shady it is too, because they're not reporting anything. They're not filing essentially public tax disclosures. They're not reporting to Congress, nothing. But then we have to ask, where should we draw the line for government access and transparency? Because if this technology is being used to spy on us, not only that, but if it is being used in the long term, as Warner Von Braun warned his, uh, his niece, by the way, but on his deathbed, if this technology is being used to spy on us, number one, and then it's being used to predict how humans and the, the majority of the world will react to certain things, they can then use that reaction to formulate a fake extraterrestrial invasion of sorts in order to work around step two, which means that they can essentially create the perfect invasion because they already have a very good idea. They already know how we're going to react. It's very simple. So not only is it being used to spy on us, but it's also being used to perpetuate, perpetuate the militarization of law enforcement and potentially create a more aggressive police state. Okay, and I, I'm saying this because I know this touches on a lot of different things and this might not be the most interesting episode, but it's something people have to understand. I can't start this episode off with saying, look, they're going to fake an alien invasion. I need people to understand from the core all the way working its way up how this would be done if it were to be done. Right, because when you watch a movie, for example, of the government faking an alien invasion, you don't you, you see what's going on when they're faking the invasion, but you don't see the steps they took behind that. And InQtel, Project InQtel, is just one of those many steps. So let me know what you guys think. It is certainly very interesting, and um, we will uh, catch you next time. Peace.